Reach out for a kiss under the mistletoe. It's this game where podcast with me, Chris, and me, Ashley. Hello. Hi. That is even more disconcerting as an introduction, given that you're in the room with me. Yeah. What a choice. It's problematic, isn't it? For me, yeah. You're very close. I'm not going to reach out for a kiss for you from you if it's okay. any comfort. Mm. I don't. I just don't think we're that kind of friend. You no, know, me, me neither. No. It's a Christmas episode. It is a Christmas episode, and Chris. Is in the room. It's ridiculous. It's very strange for us. It's the first time you've been in the room for an episode since, like, March 2020. Yeah, since pre-COVID times. Yeah, pre-COVID. But, but it's a, a Christmas one, so good reason to do it. Yeah, and because the game we're doing today is a multiplayer game. Well, it's not just a multiplayer game. It has multiplayer elements, and being able to play the multiplayer elements together will make it a little bit more festive. And you... Got this for Christmas. I did. Well, did. my little brother did. Your little brother did. did. Clarity, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how we're doing things because it's been a while since we've done a Christmas episode. But usually we have presents. The presents. The presents are supposed to be representative of the game. Trying, Is that the case here? I'm trying to rustle the present. No, I'm the looking. Microphone, but it's not working. I'm just rubbing a piece of paper by the microphone. Yeah, and I'm looking at that, and I know that the dimensions of that suggest what that is to me. Okay. Well, and that that is concerning. Because I don't think I'm going to match up to your present giving. I think well, I've underplayed. Let's let's. We should have had a conversation about this. Well, last year was the Spider-Man mask and then, <laughs> and then me eating mince pies. So. Well, let me just say, your presents are very good presents and I would have wanted them Great. myself. I don't think that they're that level of good because that looks like a Switch game. It, it doesn't matter. It's the, the joy is in the present itself, isn't it? Rather than the actual monetary equivalent. I feel really, really bad now. Don't be silly. You've made me feel so bad. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> Maybe that's a present in itself. Mm, okay. Your discomfort. If, if that's like, what you uh, like. Like last week with the uh, the sock game. So and, I'm going to... Socks and then you've recommended an expensive PC after I'd recommended helping some homeless people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've actually got a present for you. I've got three presents for you. And traditionally, we're not supposed to give them until our episode, are we? But there's one of them that I need to give you now. Really? Before I yeah. even start? Before we even start, yeah. Gosh, um, And there's a reason. Uh, you'll, it'll be very clear to you why why you're getting this present now. So it's this one that's sat right in front of you. Uh, you need to keep it upright like that, okay, as you open it. And it's delicate. It, it's on a plate. I can feel there's a plate. Can you? Is, is it a dinner? I'm not telling you what it is. You can open it. If I drop it, will it be bad times? Yeah. Okay. I'm juggling things. Hang on. Let me put that down. Good. This is great podcast content, isn't it? <gasps> it's a cake! It's not a cake. It's a Victoria sponge. It's a Victoria sponge. Yeah, which is what you asked for, because you're a boring old sod. I, there were all sorts of cakes that you could have asked for, and you said Victoria's Bunch. Now, it's not nah. a full cake. It's a Pac-Man. Have you noticed? Well, <laughs> if you want to take it that way, yeah. It's a, it's a Pac-Man-shaped cake, because a, a portion's been taken out. Now, there are multifarious reasons for, for that piece of cake being taken away, or at least reasons that I've come up with myself. Because you want to try some? No. It's a gluten-free cake. Oh, okay. So Hannah wants to try so some. So I've nabbed some for Hannah, so that's reason one. Uh, reason two is because it looks like Pac-Man. Yeah, I thought yeah. that would be a, a good excuse. Uh, and reason three is it is a uh, it's payment for my editing throughout the year. That's fair. That portion of cake. I, I think if we're going to go down that route, you should probably have the entirety of the cake and I have think? a little sliver. Yeah, okay, well, I can take it back. I'm, I'm really struggling to fight the urge to not just have a big bite out of it. it you looks, can have a big bite. It's your present. I think that's quite gluttonous. I will... I will 
refrain. I'll have a, a nice slice. This is actually a callback to to last year's episodes, uh, last year's Christmas episodes. Of course, where I uh, had six pins pies. Yeah, Christmas gluttony. So I, I think if I ate an entire four fifths of a Victoria sponge cake, I think I'd be a lot more sick than eating six. In pins terms pies. of richness, I think that they are equivalent. Do you think so? Mm. It looks really good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So when you were texting me this week about my favourite cake, I thought that was just you being... Um, me? Yeah. No. That was a genuine reason. There was, but I wanted you to think that it was just me being me. Yeah, well, it worked. Good. <laughs> that was just after you called me a pervert for no reason. It's because you asked me where I go swimming. Oh, yeah. Well, so we'll come to that later. <laughs> when you watch me go swimming. No, that that is that is that is material for my episode. Okay, so we'll talk through that later. Right. Excitement. Okay. I, I yeah. know, I know. I can see how excited you are in that. It, they, I mean, it kind of looks like fear. Yeah, it's more that. Oh, okay. I was a bit confused. Well, thank you for the cake. It's okay. I'm going to go into my disco and wear blurb, so you can have your present then. Okay. Are you doing the blurb or are you doing present? Well, I'm going to do the blurb and I'm going to cap the blurb off with the present because the present will answer what the game is. Righty-ho. Okay, it is this game where you place bombs to destroy enemies. It stars a well-loved character that first appeared nearly 40 years ago in July 1983, and it is a game full of multiplayer mayhem. So, I know what this is. This is Bomberman. It's Bomberman. So this is Bomberman. (laughs) So I'm opening the present, people, if you can't hear. Listen. ASMR. Bomberman and Super, tw- so Chris you bought me Super Bomberman R on the on the Switch which is ridiculously generous thank you well it's supposed to be really really good this version this iteration of Bomberman and there's an extra twist uh, we spoke a few weeks ago about being a green gamer yes and this is it's a Switch case and it has got just the download code it hasn't got the game in right which I think is maybe better but then actually that does feel quite wasteful to have a plastic game okay. box I, the more I think about yes, it yes there we go so I was waiting for you to get this <laughs> this oh, no. to, to have the revelation the realisation because I see that on the it's case pro- and I go that worse. is hugely wasteful <laughs> yes it is it's a lot worse <laughs> oh no never should, mind should I have just written the code onto a piece of paper for yes. you yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's okay. It's okay. You did your best. I tried. What I think we're going to have to do over the ne- over the course of this year. Oh. Uh, what was that? Oh, I th- I so I've just picked the case up. Chris picked the case up and it, and glanced at the back and there's a little black thing on the back of the case. It it looked like a, a big bloody snotty bogey to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, like, I was like where the hell's that come from? But it's not. It's actually the it's the recycling. Yeah, just to further com- compound that uh, that point, thank you, uh, yeah. Super Bomber Man R. So n- this year, I think this coming year, twenty twenty two, perhaps the show's New Year's resolution should be that we learn how to game in a greener manner. That sounds like a good call. Yeah, I genuinely I, we've yeah. talked a few times about it now, and I'm genuinely interested in mm. in the prospect. So maybe we could make that a, a thing. Well, part of the thing that came out at the. Uh, the Glasgow conference a couple of weeks ago was basically stop playing video games, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think that's another one of those political, like, naivety things where it's people that don't actually, people don't actually understand. And there is a negativity and it's just one more negativity to label so. gaming with. No one was telling people to stop buying DVDs or to stop reading books. But how many trees are pulped? For, for books. I love books, by the way. And and the similar thing, a thing for anything, basically, that comes in plastic wrapping. 
it, it's just that gaming got gaming got spotlighted in a negative way because it's an easy easy target. Okay, so that's the reality. It's a good choice. Thank you. So which version? This is Mega Bomberman, which was on the Mega Drive. Yeah. Cool. Is this the same game as what you were going to bring? No, it's not. So we we got a bit worried that we were potentially going to talk about the same game. But no, no, it's not. Um, mine is quite a different prospect. So I think you're going to enjoy my game. But that's for, for my episode, isn't it? As I said before, I said through the blurb then, Mega Bomberman was a game that my brother got for Christmas 1998. We played together so much. I think probably more than any other Mega Drive game or indeed any game ever. So I've got really fond memories of this game because mm. it's something that my brother and I bonded over a lot. I also played it a lot with friends um, up to getting... I got a PlayStation 2 in autumn 2002 and even before getting a PlayStation 2, I still have my Mega Drive um, connected to my TV in my bedroom and I was still playing with friends up until that point. So a good four years worth of gameplay out yeah. of it because of how fun the multiplayer is. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Bomberman is just so playable. It's just so enjoyable. And like some Bomberman games... And I'm talking 2D, I'm not talking the 3D iterations. Some of the Bomberman games, people have been uh, a bit pissy about, to put it <laughs> to put it lightly. And I just don't really understand. I, I can see maybe a criticism of, oh, well, they haven't really evolved the formula in any way. But it's kind of, for me at least, and I presume probably for you, it's kind of a, if it's not broke, don't fix it situation here. Well, I would just uh, clarify that with um, that Mega Bomberman that Mega Bomberman is the only Bomberman game I have ever played. Oh. I've not played a single one since. Right, okay. So I, I don't know. Okay. Hannah's got a Bomberman story. She's, it's held quite fondly in her heart, I think, or in at least in her family's, because they went away in the UK to a cottage somewhere, and it had a SNES. And the game, the only game that it had was was Super Bomberman. I can't remember which number. But her, her and her brother and her dad spent uh, copious amounts of time while it was raining outside, oh, as, it, right. as it always did when they went on holiday playing Bomberman on the on the SNES in this holiday place. Uh, for me, Bomberman, I've played multiple versions. Uh, the most recent would have been uh, Bomberman Tournament 94 or something like that. I can't remember which one it, it is exactly, but it was released on the Wii Virtual Console. Oh, okay. So that is the latest, well, up until now, absolutely the latest version that I had owned. And I've loved every one of them. They're just fun, fun games. Interesting point there as well. You mentioned about the SNES that um, obviously this is Mega Bomberman because it's on the Mega Drive. Mm. We've talked about that a few times before as well. And then you've mentioned Super Bomberman was on the, the SNES as well. There were multiple Bomberman games on the SNES that were kind of uh, competing, I guess, for the share of the market at the same time as Mega Bomberman. But Mega Bomberman was the only one that was released on the Mega Drive. Just yeah. this one game. Which, I did it some favours? He got any... Uh... Sales figures on them? Um, I haven't got sales figures on this one specifically. I know that it reviewed very well. And as I said, I know from personal experience, it is really plumbing good. I personally would have preferred to have just the one. Because then you don't have to, you don't have FOMO, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you don't feel like, oh, well, I haven't got Bomberman 95 or whatever. It was sort of FIFA-esque. It mm. was on the Super Nintendo, wasn't it? There right. were a lot of Bombermans came out. Super. I would be interested. It's a shame that you haven't been able to find out. But I would be interested to know why there was just the one on the SNES and uh, on the Sega and why why so many on the SNES. Yeah, no, I know that's actually a fair point. Um I have absolutely no idea. That's okay. I no. didn't expect you to know. I might I might try and find out at some point for myself. So Bomberman as a character uh, first released in July 1983 and there are so many games in the series and there are sub-series beyond that as well. There are 
so so many Bomberman games, which mm. is why I'm quite surprised I've not played any others because of how much I enjoyed this one. Have you seen the latest iteration of Bomberman on the Switch? This one, not Super Bomberman R, no. No, I haven't then. So there is a free-to-play version of Super Bomberman. Is there? Of Bomberman even, yeah. Oh. And uh, it's a multiplayer version akin to uh, the Pac-Man 99s or the Tetris oh. 99s, like a Battle Royale style Bomberman game. That's completely passed me by. Right, well, in that case, that's something that we'll have a look at during the uh, yeah. during the break. Is it good? I've played it and it's very good, yeah. Mm. Challenging, because everybody's playing all at the same time. And Yeah. Yep. Is it 99 again? I can't remember if it is 99, and I will have to double-check. But basically, you're in an arena, as you would expect um, in a Bomberman game, with four, three other people or four other people, and you vie to beat them, to blow them up. And if you do, you then get to move through to another arena oh, where there are another right. a set of champions in there that have beat their other players. Right. Um, and you take on them, and then you do the same thing again. You move into another arena, so and they're all like connected. A- Effects like a championship, then where you got semi-finals, quarter-finals, all that sort of jazz. Yeah, but it's it's um, seamlessly ongoing. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah, bro. Right. So actually, just mentioned there what the gameplay is. If, if I was not familiar with the gameplay of any Bomberman games, the single-player mode is to defeat enemies and reach an exit. Each level is a grid populated by blocks and enemies. It is top-down isometric Zelda style. Uh, you try to trap enemies with your bombs and not get caught in the bomb blast yourself. So it's all about the strategy, thinking where to place bombs because they explode after a short time. So place a bomb, then try and get away from it if you can. If you don't, then obviously you'll get killed. Uh, There are lots of power-ups available. For example, extending the range of the blast. You can lay multiple bombs. You can kick bombs, etc. So it's it's that's basically the gameplay, really. And then the multiplayer element is then you're doing that exact gameplay loop, but against other people at the same time. Yep. And you don't need more than that either. It's a simple tool set, but it's, as is so often the case, you only need that simple tool set to make something great. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I think that it hasn't been hasn't been uh, tinkered with, hasn't been twatted around with. Technical term. Technical term. Yeah, I agree. It's that, that simplicity. And then the multiplayer is then the last man standing, just like I said, far in that same gameplay. So yeah, it is just as, it's so easy to pick up and play, which is maybe why my brother and I played it quite a lot, because he's not, particularly into games whereas this he really did enjoy playing it so i think it is that that simplicity yeah. the same with um micro machines actually that was the only other game that we played together a lot and again that's very very simple as well that's a good couple of games yeah yeah to yeah. be stuck on i really like the micro machines games yeah uh, which micro machines was it v3 v3 on the uh, yeah. playstation cool crack on the playstation oh, mm. i thought you meant the mega drive do you know who developed bomberman uh konami sort of Hudson Soft. Oh, right, yes. Who yeah. then became bought by Konami in 2012. Yeah, I was cheating. I looked at the box. Ah, that's why... To be truthful. That's why there's a smirk playing around you. Yes, yeah. Right. So Hudson Soft, uh, they are so prolific. I, it's it's unbelievable. Be- uh, and the amount of times that you turn a game on, or at least I turned a game on at the time, and it would be a Hudson Soft game without me ever realising. So certainly sort of going back and uh, playing games the way that we have been. Mm. It's been interesting when I've been looking at games to play, how many times the Hood and Soft logo comes up. Yeah, they were very prolific. They also um, made the Mario Party games to Mario Party yeah. 9. I didn't know that. Mm. Cause I've, again, that's something I've only really dabbled with, the Mario Party games. Mm. I think the only Mario Party game I've actually played is the, the latest one on the Switch anyway, which isn't developed by Hudson Soft. Super Mario Party. Uh, or Super Mario Party All Stars, the Super Mario Party, the mm. one that the, the one that's not the greatest hits compilation. Yeah, the, the proper one. The pro- Do you know why it's called Hudson Soft? 
Uh, it's a really weird reason. Because Hudson was the owner. Was his name Hudson? Nope. And did he have an impotency problem? Um, maybe the latter. I couldn't possibly comment. It was founded by two brothers, and they named their company, Hudson Soft. They named it after their favourite train, which is the Hudson Locomotive. Nice. Yep. I suppose. <laughs> That's fine. Yep. Why has it got a B on there? On the logo, Oh, then? the logo. I thought, I thought you meant a, a side of <laughs> yeah, the Hudson Soft. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the logo has a B. I have no idea why. Would make more sense to be a train, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Maybe the, the two brothers have founded it. Uh, maybe they're like bees as well. Perhaps. It was founded in May 1973 and, as I said, collapsed in March 2012 when they were... Um, Overworked and when they Maybe. They merged with Konami and became an umbrella company of Konami. Oh, or Konami with the umbrella over them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the plot of the game is? I did not know there was a plot. I didn't know there was a plot. There is, but it's paper thin. It's thinner even oh, yeah. than the wrapping paper that was around my Victoria's Hey, page. how dare you? That, so, just to be clear. High quality. Green gaming. Green everything. That is plastic-free wrapping paper, which is possibly one of the reasons that it's so thin. <laughs> oh, I, I was just being flippant. Has he got special eco-friendly sellotape, though? No. Because we've got rolls upon rolls of sellotape that yeah, we, we have to get through. We got some a couple of weeks ago of eco-friendly sellotape Never that can be recycled. It. So well, uh, let's put our green balls away. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about we're, we're basically gr- green dick Big swinging. Mossy green balls. Mm. And we're having this conversation after I've driven forty-five minutes to come over to your house. Yeah. So there's uh, problems there. Anyway, let's let's move on. The Isn't plot. It? The plot of the game. Yeah. Is that Planet Bomber is invaded by Buglia. And his robot army. And in doing so, Buglia destroys the planet. It shatters into five pieces. The Bomberman must reassemble by defeating the bad guys. Is that him? No, that's a, that's another guy. Are you sure? Because on the back, it's it's got his name. And it sounds like what you're saying, but it's not quite the same as what you're saying. Oh, maybe it's Because it says on the back... So, sorry to interrupt. It's a great story. Uh, on the back of Super Bomberman R, it refers to this bad guy as the evil emperor... Buggler. Oh. As in, ah, Buggler. Ah, Buggler. Like that. Maybe it's them. So why are you saying Buglio? Have you written it down different? Or no. Is it B-U-G-G-L-E-R? B-U-G-L-E-A-R. It's like a juggle, juggling Buggler. A juggling bugger. The word starting to lose all meaning, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, it didn't, have any, it didn't have any meaning. It was a name. <laughs> okay, maybe it's him. Buggler. What a weird choice. Well, he did manage to destroy a planet, so I don't think his name's particularly at the forefront of his mind. Perhaps. Maybe that's one of the reasons. Maybe he's just got latent issues from his name. Rage. Naming. Yeah. The game is split into six areas that all alliterate. So that's great. So I'm now going to do a list of alliterations. This is like my dream. Are any of them sibilant? Um, couple, yeah. One. Okay. So each of them is, it's the name of the area with an adjective to describe it. And the adjective each time hasn't got a G at the end. So it's like jamming jungle. This is, it's, mm, this is probably yeah. 90s. Like, what do they call it? On Radio 2, innit? Oh, Serious Jockin'. Yeah. Yeah. No G. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. We're showing how old we are now. Yeah, Radio for 2. definite. The areas are Jamming Jungle, Vexing Volcano, Slamming Sea, Cranking Castle, Thrashing Tundra, and then Buglia's Comet. <laughs> bodacious. Could have been, couldn't it? What? Could have been Bodacious. Bodacious Buglia's Comet. Well, it could have been, but I was just referring to the names as Bodacious. Turbular. Yeah. Turbular? Hmm. Tubular. Turbular. Turbular? Yeah. What are you talking about? Is it tubular? You sound like you were an old man in the 90s. <laughs> it's turbul- tubular. Turbular? Yeah. No, tubular. No, it's turbular. Gnarly. Yeah, I know that one. We so- we do sound like old people. Rad. Fat. PH. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, just <laughs> not, insulting not like me. That. Acid. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Carry on. Each level, it's mostly a visual change, but there are some gameplay changes as well. For example, Thrashing Tundra is unsurprisingly an ice level. And guess what happens when you move Slippy around in the ice? Slippy slidey. exactly. This was released on the PC Engine in Japan in December 1993 and was released on the Mega Drive worldwide in late 1994. I remember the music in this being really, really good as well. So just wanted to give a quick shout okay. out. I can even just talk about Mega Bar Man. The music is playing in my head at the moment. Okay, bring it out. There's lots of layers to it, so I can't. That's it, all right. It's symphonic, fine. isn't it? Symphonic? When polyphonic. Multiple... Yeah, that's what I meant. Tubular. Yeah, it's polyphonic, so there's multiple layers, layers to it. Uh, do you want an interesting story? Yeah. Have you heard of the Sega Tap? Is it a multi-tap? Essentially, yeah. Mm, no, I haven't. I haven't. But that sounds like a perfect thing yeah. for this game. It does. It was initially developed and demoed for eight players using the Sega Tap at the same time. I'd never heard of the Sega Tap peripheral for Mega Drive, so I looked into it. It looks essentially like an Ethernet hub yeah. with all the sockets on it. The main problem with it is that it needs two Mega Drive ports to power the four extra ones. So on the Mega Drive, you have the two ports on the front, and this peripheral had to use both of those ports to then widen it out to having four mm. people at the same time. That's not the worst thing in the world, is it? You double in the capacity. Yeah, exactly. The multi-tap on the PlayStation, you could daisy-chain that to have up to eight players, couldn't you? I'm, I'm guessing this was the same, because it says about how, in my notes, it says that you had two Mega Drive ports to power four extra, and then, therefore, that adds up to eight players. However, it didn't happen in the end, for whatever reason. So Hang it's on, kind two of Mega point. Drive ports? Yeah, I think so I've done the maths wrong here. You have done the maths wrong, because if you use two Mega Drive ports to create four Mega Drive ports, yeah, you then have to use two more Mega Drive ports yeah. in the tap, if you're going to daisy chain them. So you'd end up having to use one, two. You'd have to use four. You'd have to use four mega taps. You would. Four mega taps daisy chained together to get eight players. I think I've done something wrong. The The key point is that this was developed. The Sega Tap was released um, and it didn't happen with Mega Ball Man anyway. Let's just, just move over my heinous error. Do you want to know a story about the game that's maybe racist? I mean, I... I... You ask me this question more than is normal for a, <laughs> for a, for a regular person. <laughs> hey, Ashley, I've got a racist story for you. So I'm going to say yes, and then we'll see. We'll see if it makes the grade. There are characters in the game that Bowman rides on the back of, very similar to Yoshi in Mario. Yeah, kangaroo type things. Yeah, kangaroo, exactly, kangaroo things. And they're called Ruiz, basically body of a kangaroo, mm. head of, I don't know, a cat-rabbit hybrid thing. Ruiz in Japan, and then in the uh, PAL versions, they're called Louis. Can you hear the Rui, Louis? Maybe racist? No? Don't understand. What do you mean? I think it's been translated badly. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think I think a translator has misheard Rui and gone for Louis. My toes are literally curling while I'm, while, while, while I'm telling this. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you to explain it further, because I'm not picking it up. Um, I just think it's a poor translation. <laughs> From, Rui makes a lot more sense because of the Rui does make sense. Why, why were they named Louis? I don't know. That's the point, is that it's very bizarre. How is it racist? Because I think it's the sounds. Sounds, yeah. yeah. Come on, yeah. play with me. No, on, I'm not. Explain it. No. <laughs> Anyway, the point is... Oh, well, I think what you're getting at... Yeah. I think what you're getting at is that the idea that an Asian person might say their L's as an R is so ingrained into that translator's mind that when they saw Rui as the name for a kangaroo-type animal in the game, they actually just assumed that they weren't... that the Japanese people were 
were trying to say an L sound. I think so. That's what you're trying to say, isn't it? Yeah. So you're saying that the translator is possibly dealing with some in- inherent racism that maybe they need to... Need to work through. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Why couldn't you just say that then? Because I don't want to sound like a bad guy. Right. I don't want to get us cancelled. Well, you didn't. You didn't do the translate. Was you? Were you the translator? As I was eight when this game came out, I don't think so. I mean, hmm. okay. Could you do it now? Just out of interest, you've said as I was eight. I didn't. But could you do the translation now? Hell no. No, no. I don't think so. I was just just getting some clarity. Cool. These characters are called Louis, and me and my brother call them Pooies anyway. Hey, there you go. So uh, getting round the racism. Yep. Pooies, all different colours. This is really good. This bit. Mm-hmm. This is really fun. Right. So each colour had different ability. I'm going to do a list. I don't remember that. Yes. Yeah, so. I don't actually know if Ruiz were in the versions that I've played, because I don't remember actually riding them in the game. On the Bomberman wiki page that I found, they had a, a, a page about these, and that's where I found this this information about the, the mistranslation. And uh, they do appear in multiple games. Mm. There are five different Louis or Pooies, each one their own ability. Four of them are genuinely very helpful in the game. The fifth one is a novelty. The blue Louis... Pooey, Rui, uh, can kick bombs over blocks. The purple one can jump over blocks, which is really useful as well because you can, if you were trapped by a bomb blast, you could, if you timed it correctly, you could jump over the bomb blast. The yellow is able to kick soft blocks in order to move them because in, in the game there are hard blocks and soft blocks. Soft blocks are ones that you can blow up, hard blocks you can't. The green one has super speed. And then the pink one, when you held on one of the buttons on the Mega Drive controller that enabled the the power, it just did a little dance. It did a little, uh, it, it sort of shook, turned around and shook its bum at the camera. Hang about. And did a little shuffle from side to side. And then it turned around again and carried on dancing. When you hold which button? The power button? The button that enabled, no, no, I, I phrased that badly. The, the button that did your power in the game. On the controller? Yeah, whether right. it was A, B or C. Oh, okay. And you just held that button down and it just did a little dance over and What over. a waste of time. Not at all. It was brilliant. It sounds, actually, that sounds like the choice of the, of the overconfident gamer, doesn't it? The person, uh, the bigger brother who was better than his younger brother at the game. And so. And doing the dance to taunt them. Yeah, like, ah, oh, you can't even get me and all I'm doing is dancing. Or something. That's what they're doing Fortnite now, isn't it? That's what I yeah. was thinking, yeah. So that's an early Fortnite-style taunt thing. I, I just thought it was funny. I did, I don't remember ever doing to taunt my brother. I just remember doing it. I don't imagine fun. you were better at this game than your brother. I think probably well, he was better than you. Potentially, yeah. Mm. And I don't, I don't mean that in a funny uh, way, like, oh, you're shit. Just thanks for barking over that. <laughs> Jesus. There you go. Doesn't matter. Okay, last point before we start playing the game then. In the multiplayer mode... If you're playing against one other person, you can then have the computer control the other two bomber men, bomber mans. They are bomber men, aren't they? There are no, are they bomber ladies? Um, even in the new games, I don't know. Oh, there is a bomber lady there. Look, on bomber man R. Oh yeah, she's. Oh, maybe that lady. They're both been quite coquettish, aren't they? So they're both very stereotypically female. Mm. But then I suppose, what can you expect from a game called Bomber Man? True. Maybe it's not the best thing to look at. For we don't need to. We don't need to dig too deep. Into we don't, that, do we? No. no. Uh, the different characters that the computer could play as all had their own play styles and were represented physically with that. So there was a, there was a fat boy man who always ate all the power-ups. Is that the orange one there? No. Duh. There was a, an old boy man who staggered around and was very, very slow. That was always quite funny. And there was a tiny boy man as well. And then so there was a punk rocker, but I can't quite remember what his uh, shtick was. What's the use of the tiny boy man? Um, I think he was quite nippy. Okay. As tiny things and generally are. the use of having large nipples in this game? Um, I don't think that's necessarily beneficial for this game. Are you disclosing something? No, you said that he was quite nippy. Oh, right. Okay. Quite, 
quick. Quick. Yeah, speedy. The, the other use of nippy. Yeah, the version that most people would understand, I right. think. Okay. That's about it for Mega Ball Man. Shall we uh, have a go? Yeah! Yeah! Mega Bomberman is mega still. Yep, absolutely. Nothing the else to say. The end. Genuinely. So it feels like I've kind of forgotten what we said about it because we've had we've had quite a long middle half because we've uh, we played Mega Bomberman for quite a while. Plus we had a, a big lunch and uh, yeah, turkey stuffing sandwich. Yeah, which was delicious. Very Good, festive. I'm glad you liked it. But uh, I can't really remember much of Bomberman now. Are you serious? I'm oh, just, come on. I'm just about turkey. Well, the, the up and down of it is that Bomberman is Bomberman. So if you've played Bomberman, you'll know what we've enjoyed, what we've experienced. Uh, we have actually played two different versions. We've played Mega Bomberman, and we've also played Super Bomberman R, which was the uh, very kind gift that Chris gave me in the in the first half. And they are, I mean, you said it yourself, they're remarkably similar with a few minor differences that we'll go into. Yeah, it's, it's quite remarkable that Super Bomberman R, I think, came out 2018. So you're looking at 24 years after the one that we've played today, Mega Bomberman, and it is virtually identical with just a few extra bells and whistles around. And one of them, which is really nice, is uh, Revenge Cards, which is where when you've been bombed out of the match, you then are able to go around the edge in this little car throwing bombs at people that are still playing, which makes it much more frenetic than the original one and much more fun as well because you actually have an active participation in the match still. And if you bomb someone successfully, you then switch place with them, so then you're back into the game, which I think is also really good. Yes, I agree. Conversely, if we go back to where we were with Mega Bomb Man, we were playing, we played a, a selection of different matchups, didn't we? In, in the multiplayer version of the game we you can play with or without computers from two to four players we tried a couple against each other and they were fun with the computers quite a different ball game at least as far as i was concerned they are pretty hard to beat or to get the best of they the algorithm that's running them whatever whatever's going on behind there it's it's a it's one of those that sort of it's not trying to it's not trying to recreate the the imperfections of being a human it's more just trying to nail you every turn. Yeah. And it, it frequently nailed me absolutely to the wall. In fact, I don't know if I won a single game against the against the AI. And because of that, what that what I ended up with was me and Chris tended to watch the last two minutes of each battle play out between the two AI characters, the two computer players. Which wasn't ideal. It was actually I I mean I actually quite enjoyed watching them did you a little bit yeah i I just like watching people play games so i maybe i don't know i I assume that's what it is at the same time it's not the same as playing so the revenge cards that's that's something that they addressed with super super bomberman r might have been in previous versions because there's been quite a long time between the versions that i played before and this version so uh, whether they were introduced for that, I'm not sure. No, no idea. But the, the key point is that Mega Bar Man is really good. And if you 
if you are a Bowman fan, then maybe Super Bowman R might be a way to kind of effectively get your hands on this, I guess. Mm. So you said about the way that Super Bomberman R looked. I think you did anyway. Yeah. It, it looks really nice. It's a, it's a 3D version of the Bomberman that everybody will have played in the 90s or even the 80s. This has actually been going on since the early 80s, hasn't it? The 3D-ness of it uh, doesn't change the gameplay, but it does make it look very nice. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I'm not, I'm not just banging on. It does, although I would counter that saying that Mega Bomberman also looks really good as well, especially for a Mega Drive game. That it's, and, well, especially for a game that came out in 1993 originally on the PC Engine. It still looks really good. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I was going to follow that up with. So uh, it's nice to hear that you feel the same about Mega Bomberman as I do. They, they both look fantastic. They both play exactly the, the same, I would say, even down to the fact that the speed of things uh, felt felt the same the way that you move around the levels felt the same it felt like the same game just in a different skin even now, even the icons for the power-ups were in super bomb and r were exactly the same icons as they were in mega bomb bomb yeah. as well now it sounds if this was another game i think that this would be the we'd probably be talking about the same thing saying oh it's all the same it's all the same it'd be just detriment negative yeah about it but actually yeah, giving it a lick of paint every now and again and, and re-releasing it as, as it is, I don't actually think that's the worst thing to do. It's sort of like a racing game or a FIFA or something. I think I said that in the first half, something about the different the Super Nintendo versions of Bomberman being like versions of FIFA coming out on a regularish basis. And actually, if it, if it was happening on the SNES, I'd want something a little bit more substantial as a difference. But given that I haven't played a, a Bomberman game for at least 10 years, playing this updated, refreshed version was a really nice experience. Just going back, so we're not supposed to be talking about Super Bomberman R. We played, we played a, f- a fair bit of it, so that's why, and it was the last thing that we did. We're not really supposed to be talking about that, though. We're supposed to be talking about Mega Bomberman. Yep. Now, there was a couple of bits that we picked up on, certainly in the multiplayer aspect of, of the game, that we really liked. One of them was that you had quite a lot of variety in a, in a couple of different ways. One being that each of the levels had its own little gimmick. Do you want to pick up on that? Yeah, so the the core gameplay, the laying down bombs and trying to trap people and trying to make sure you yourself don't get bombed, is the same in all the different arenas in Mega Bomberman. But there were probably, I think, about 10 or so different arenas you could fight in. And each one had its own quirk, different way it changed the gameplay in subtle ways, but actually made each one different. It wasn't just a reskinning of the same core thing. So there were there was an arena, for example, where there were penguins around the edge because it was an ice-themed one. And these penguins had fireworks that they'd light and then would randomly, they'd bomb Drop into, down the actual, yeah. into the actual arena. And, and obviously that'd be another obstacle for you. There was another one that had conveyor belts. This one was really nice. It, it was this sort of black and white, almost like a 1930s, 40s cuphead style cartoon, the way it was done. It has little conveyor belts where the bombs went on the conveyor belts and then they slowly went through the level. So you were laying bombs and then weren't always sure of exactly where they'd actually end up. Or you, you might get got by a bomb that someone had laid down at the far end of the conveyor belt and it ended up getting very close to you. And those sort of refinements of the gameplay and changes to it made it it meant it kept surprising us and kept giving variety. I was quite surprised actually because uh, I say I said gimmick, and again that's another word that I might have used in in another situation. I might have used that in a ne- negative way, but actually the the shtick for each level genuinely made it. It was a, it was changing things up in in meaningful ways and ways that challenged you as a player to adapt. And I really appreciated that. And it, it adds to the it adds to the replayability, it adds to the variety of the experience. I'm sure it's asking for different things in, in terms of the skills that it's demanding from you. So 
yeah, just massive thumbs up in terms of the effort that was put into those and the breadth of experiences that it offers through quite subtle, small changes. Some were less subtle. So we played, there was a multiplayer level that had the the little faces um, that were the the bricks. Mm -hmm. So instead of having blocks, they had these little round pink faces with different emotions on them. The gimmick for that was that everybody moved about the speed of light, I think. And there was only a couple of games on that level where I got out of my little corner without killing myself by accident because it was just like, like the amount of the amount the, the reflexes that you needed yeah. in order to be good in that level were were ridiculous. I said to you when we were playing that I imagine that's the sort of level that somebody that was seasoned or had been playing it for a substantial amount of time intensively that's the sort of level where they would thrive. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I actually really liked that level because of how quick it was that it just upped the ante so much and I found it really really enjoyable. Yeah, because of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Variety that felt less meaningful. So you laid out for us the different types of characters in the first half, didn't you? And I was expecting a little bit more from them than I actually got in practice. Yeah, so we set up a game where Ash and I are both different characters and then we we're playing against the CPU while we we're all four of us playing against each other. And we had one was the old man and one was the the larger bomber man, which I thought ate more power us. That was the point of that. But and I thought the old man was also slow. And actually, the old man moved at the same speed as everyone else. And the the larger bomber man seemed to take the same amount of power-ups as the other characters. So Just the ones that he came upon, it yeah. seemed. Yeah. So I didn't really feel there was much variation in those. It was, a, it was visual, which is appreciated. Because uh, a lot of the time, you would just get colour changes. And, and actually, Bomberman does do that. Uh, certainly, versions of Bomberman that I've used, they don't have those differentiated character models. Well, I'm, I'm sure in the manual... For this, that it said that explicitly that those were the character tropes that they all had those their different things. However, in practice, that definitely did not seem to be the case. No, it didn't seem to me. Even to the point where I commented to you when we were watching it, one of the many times that we were both dead and watching the character, the computer characters play against each other, they actually seemed to be making the same sorts of choices. Yeah. So I assume that they were say, running on the same algorithm or algorithms. And I think that's why I found it quite interesting to watch, quite intriguing to watch, because you were basically watching the same, the same algorithm trying to beat itself. Yeah. And given that they would have made the same choices in the same positions and actually were making at points. They were making the same choices. But occasionally it seemed like one of them was just making it a, a hair's breadth before the other one, which was them throwing the other character off in a different direction. Yeah. I really enjoyed all of that interaction between them and how it played out was, well, yeah, it was just it was just fascinating to watch. But actually in practice playing against them, not brilliant. By contrast then, we had a bit of a dabble with the single player, which obviously where the main thrust of the game is the multiplayer. I don't think the game has any pretense otherwise. But the single player was very nice. How did you find it? I really liked the single player. I thought it was a lot more gentle. When you take out other players, the game becomes a lot a, a lot more relaxed, a lot more laid back. There were enemies to kill. It starts off with these little rabbits that have boxing gloves on and progresses to snails. Snails were very slow. Uh, these frantic mice that were running through the jungle, flailing their arms, they were actually out of the out of the few levels that I played at the beginning of the game, those big purple mice, they were probably the most challenging enemy that I came across. They were a bit unpredictable, which I quite liked. And actually, you can see there, even just those three enemies, you can see the diversity that I was hoping for from 
the multiplayer characters because they all moved in different ways and they all pursued you or didn't pursue you in different ways. They had different, they had variations in speed and so on. That's what we weren't getting from our multiplayer or from their multiplayer counterparts. The presentation was lovely and the challenge was very low. So I can imagine sort of on a Sunday afternoon or on a, just on a, you know, one of those slow days yep. when you just don't want to be on the, on the edge of any kind of challenge that would be when i would play this i do think the later levels did offer more challenge though the uh oh don't go that like threshing tundra etc and this is another game that uses a password system or i distinctly remember the manual had lots of different passwords scribbled in it from myself and my brother as we played right, the okay. single player campaign i didn't see an option for passwords i think because you got killed by the first boss and then that was game over Calm down. Come Sorry, on. I think if you got to the end of that, that would have finished the first world and then you would have been given a password after that. Right, I see. What I meant was, though, on the title screen, I don't think there was a password thing, but I might be misremembering. I assume if there were passwords in it, then it must have had an option for them. Final point I wanted to mention then was the music, which was just as good as I remember. I've still got the music from the when you're choosing your characters in the multiplayer mode. I've got the music from that going around my head at the moment. That might partly be because I was sat in front of it while you were prepping lunch. So yeah, sorry about that. Dived out for part of it, but no, it's fine. What did you think of the music? I thought it was nice. There was distinct piece of music. I can't really remember it. It's sort of been pushed out by Super Bomberman's music, Super Bomberman R's music. Um, but there was a distinct piece of music that reminded me of Sonic, which you'd expect on the Mega Drive yeah. and, and speaks again to that theory that I've put forward or hypothesis, whichever one it is. That Mega Drive games seem to be a seem to have like a an intrinsic Mega Driviness to them, a flavor, a flavor, definitely. Yeah, they have a specific flavor, and and this the fact that Mega Drive's version of Bomberman, even there, it's coming through a game that has been around since eighty three, I think it was eighty three, and it is successful on other consoles as well. That speaks volumes, really, for for my hypothesis. So I'm putting that a, a big tick in the in the results there. <laughs> For, for that but yeah the music the music overall was very good uh lively not too frantic sometimes with games like this sometimes the music makes my heart beat too fast and it didn't do that to me which i was pleased about i felt it was egging you on a bit just so it had the thrust of beat and whatever i think and that is the i think that is the right place to take you yeah if it took you any further if you became frantic and, and i'm not joking i'm not being mm. silly about this i've had games that i played where the music the tempo come uh, like reaches a crescendo and my i just feel agitated because the the music has taken me there i don't know if you understand yeah you get yeah, what i mean there's there's a really interesting article i guess you call it um actually i was talking before we started recording tonight about the new reboot of Games Master, yes, which is launched uh, for listeners listening outside the UK. It's available on YouTube. Uh, Games Master was a British video game show uh, back in the nineties that ended, I think, ninety seven, ninety eight, and it's been brought back. and the The new version is very, very faithful to the original. It's really enjoyable. I highly recommend giving it a watch. But uh, in the first episode, there was an, an, a section article, whatever, about I can't remember the phrase was, but it was about reactive music in gameplay. and gameplay. And the point of it was how in a film the footage is already there. You just got to put the music over the top of it. Mm. Whereas in a game, the music has to react to what you as the player are choosing to do within the game and and they were using examples to highlight it and the example was Untitled Goose Game where the music is very relaxing and calm and then when you do something to annoy the people in the village the music then heightens up and it has that and then it goes back down again quiet and and it's something I had realised but I'd not noticed you know I'd not thought about how that's going to be a bit of a pain to actually program as a as a a games maker so I guess that's that kind of kind of kind of links back to the point you're making here about the the music 
tying into the gameplay. The fact that the music in this is in Megaboma Man just stays at the same rate the whole time. It doesn't heighten your emotions, which maybe in some games you're saying it does. Yes, I think I think that the two things are related. It just pitched it at the right tempo is yeah. really what I'm saying, I guess. Just enough to keep you to keep egging you on, as yeah. you said, but not too much that you feel like you're getting agitated or stressed out because of it. Do you know what I mean? Yep, definitely. Yeah, cool. But yeah, overall package uh, as an overall package the game mega dry uh, mega bomberman is fab i will i would highly recommend it however given that it's probably a little bit more difficult to get ho- hold of than super bomberman r you're probably going to want to go and get that instead it did become available in a few places after the mega drive release it released on the wii virtual console and the wii u virtual console uh, this is mega bomberman uh, it's also released on mobile phones in 2008 as Bomberman 08, and it also came out on the PlayStation Network in Japan in 2009 and in America in 2011. So it is available in a few places, but I'm guessing yeah, the mobile version, for example, probably not quite as readily available as uh, Super Bomberman R, for example, which I think that would be my kind of go-to if I wanted a Bomberman fix now, would be that, because as we said, it is essentially the same. Yeah, and actually, talking about wanting or... Yeah, well, not needing. I was going to say needing a Bomberman fix. But if you want a Bomberman fix, this is actually a really good game to crack out on a Christmas family get-together. Because, you, I mean, Super Bomberman R, you can play eight players. And we were, and it was uh, amazing. Like, it was really fun, really enjoyable. And I can, because of the revenge cards, we didn't say about how the revenge cards worked, did we? But Or did you? Yeah, you did. Because of the revenge cards, I can well imagine family particularly if you've got eight people out of a family all vying to be the top dog on a map of Bomberman and all these revenge carts throwing bombs in. People in the same room experiencing that all at the same time. I can just imagine there being a great amount of joy. There was also a multiplayer mode where it was one of those ones where you could physically put the Switch screens if you have more than one Switch and where you can go across from one screen to the other. I've not actually played a game that does... I know there are games that do that, but I've not experienced it myself. No, so that's a that's a fair point as well. Yeah, I I'd be quite interested in that. Is it that is a gimmick I think for the Switch that not very many games have actually picked up. Yeah, so I, I imagine that's why neither of us have actually. Oh, and the fact that we don't have friends. Of that'll, course, that'll yeah. be part of it as well. Hopefully, you've enjoyed listening to that. Um, we just need to wrap up with Ashley's final present. Oh, hello, another present. Yeah. Is, so it a mug? is it a well, mug? Is it a mug? I smashed my mug. Let's find out, won't you? Have I just guessed what it is? No. <laughs> yeah, have a night. <laughs> oh, it just came to me. <laughs> it just came to me. I didn't think. I didn't. Sorry, I'm opening right. the box. I'm opening the box now. But it is a mug. I saw his face. You should have seen him. He looked dismayed. Let's <laughs> <laughs> smash this one. He nearly felt the box then. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Good. Just what I needed. To- an exact reprint of the one from two years ago. Yeah, so I don't know if we told people, but I smashed my I, the the mug that Chris bought me for my, our first Christmas, which has our our mugs on a mug. I smashed it. Smashed it this year, about three months ago, probably. Accidentally, I'm assuming. Yeah, accidentally. Yeah, this right. one will be on purpose. Cool. Thank you. I like my mug. Thank you very much. You're Happy welcome. Happy Christmas. Okay, so Mega Bomberman, thumbs up from us, and uh, join us next week for Ashley's Christmas episode, and uh, the week after we'll be talking about some Christmas stuff that leads us into the new year. Thank you again for listening. If you've enjoyed listening to us, please remember to like, share, rate, subscribe, review, and all that. Maybe not in that order. I got the words wrong there. Join us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Yes, please. And have a good Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Bye.